You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we are celebrating some of the Americans abroad that are crushing it. The McKennies, the Reynas, the Adamses, okay? Uh, <laughs> so a lot to discuss, and uh, we show a little bit of love and RIP to RBG. That's right. Plus, we talked to Sal Zizzo of the San Diego Loyal. We talked to everything about podcasting to, uh, you know, having a coach like Landon Donovan. Why would you even listen to a guy like that? <laughs> so much that and more today on the Cooligans. What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following. Keep listening. Keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Find the strength. That's going to be the theme of today's show. (laughs) That's right. Find the strength. Is it to put up with me? What is it exactly? (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, man. Look, uh, let's let's get going. You know, then, uh, um, yeah, obviously rough, rough weekend for a lot of people. If you live in the United States of America or Earth, Uh, which, by the way, evergreen sentence (laughs) (laughs) okay you know you could keep repeating this episode any time of the year and people are gonna be like you know what it still holds up i think this is new (laughs) oh no (laughs) no i see the scores they're talking about (laughs) hello everybody welcome to the cooligans my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerreros all right we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show on the earth that's right and it's not just that it also happens to be the gulliest that's right. On on the Earth and other and other planets as well. That's right. Yo, if you're getting this on other planets, <laughs> we gotta be the gulliest thing on that, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, oh, Fubo TV is like, really expanding. All right. Isn't it like those radio <laughs> waves just keep traveling? Like if you're like in another, you know, uh, what, whatever they like a Milky galaxy. Way. What galaxy was the word I was looking for? <laughs> if you're in another galaxy, like you're just listening to like 1930s radio, and you're like, oh no, I hope. I hope that depression, you know, <laughs> I hope that solves itself. If you were listening to War of the Worlds and think aliens are attacking, you yeah, know? And they're like, we didn't attack, we're right here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here. What is it? Why, why are they slandering us? Yo, they always got to blame us for their own issues. <laughs> um, but yes, look, a, a lot of uh, th- things happening in the soccer world, uh, but we, obviously we can't. Uh, start the show without addressing, obviously, the the death of Supreme Court Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, it, for for a lot of uh, people, obviously, she helped shape what the the, the country looks like today. Uh, and a, a huge advocate for civil rights, women's rights, reproductive rights, and just an absolute uh, leader, absolute leader across the board. And uh, shouts to NWSL, who uh, a lot of the players and a lot of a lot of women obviously did, and a lot of men. But uh, in particular, speaking of soccer, a lot of the NWSL players and uh, women's national team players put out some really uh, beautiful messages, uh, just sort of yeah. honoring RGB. Is it- uh, exactly. RBG. <laughs> RB- <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, the notorious. Don't yeah. don't forget. Uh, uh, straight, uh, straight out of Brooklyn too. That's Man, right. You gotta, yeah. you love it. Uh, That's where you get but- that attitude from. You know, she was like, "Well, I'm not allowed to do what? How about I rise to the highest level of power <laughs> and tell you what the rules are?" <laughs> okay. Now you gotta listen to me, homie. Okay? <laughs> so the uh, uh, so that we're seeing a lot of photos and a lot of people sh- sharing a lot of messages. But the one uh, last year in 2019 at the She Believes Cup, there was a, a cool thing from Becky Sauer 
Barbara and who had worn uh, she she had put RBG as as her name on on the back of her jersey for one of the one of the matches. And that was a match con- for context. Like a lot of the players picked heroes to put on the back of their jersey, which was really cool. Exactly, and uh, uh, and they sent uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg a, uh, a women's national team uh, kit, and she sent a note back, uh, just being really grateful. Like uh, that, that's just one of the cool things that that in in her later years she just became the you know this this sort of cult hero you know what i mean like and yeah. and I, I and cult is not even uh accurate enough i mean it, it but it i became- mean i get the point you're trying to make like you know when you it's like at first she wasn't allowed to do so many different things and you know like changes yeah. that she made she made it so that women could sign for mortgages without a man present which is <laughs> i mean in my life i would have needed a woman present to sign any mortgage because <laughs> i'd be like sorry you have zero credit yeah to speak yeah of. i'm not signing anything unless my mom is here okay <laughs> Bruh, and not... also my wife like i need uh, is I my do... sister here why, why are you comfortable? giving me documents <laughs> i mean even my, like uh, our agent is a woman my manager's a woman like it's 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 wild to think of a time where those things might not have been possible uh, sure. and now you know i'm surrounded by all these powerful women you know what i mean and starting with my mom who would hit me at any moment's notice you know sure, what i mean sure. hey, your powerful, wife your wife hits you a lot too look right? i mean i'm not gonna i don't want to throw her under the bus but i'm a scared scared human being but just okay. my mom starting alexis with- has to do some serious makeup before he gets on air because uh- i run into the cupboards a lot folks <laughs> my wife is a very strong woman <laughs> uh but no man yeah it, it's obviously a difficult uh time for a lot of people and who knows what the next couple of weeks are going to look like until the uh, 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 the election. But um, you know that this is where I, I you, we we try to focus on on uh, you know helping the world any way we can, That's and right. also burying our heads in soccer and trying to soccer you know, is the best distraction. You're like, look, people are kicking the ball. I'm good. <laughs> Let's just can this game oh. last for seven hours like a baseball game? <laughs> so that I do not have to confront the reality yeah. <laughs> of what our world looks like. No, yeah. I mean, but uh, at the very least, there is uh, you know let, let, when it comes to um, the American, uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, the American abroad playing right. I mean, this weekend was huge. Obviously, Gio Reyna getting his first Bundesliga goal and just which it uh, seemed like he scored a hundred goals already. All we do is see highlights. That was his first Bundesliga goal, which made him the second youngest American behind Christian Pulisic, which yeah. is dope. or Pulisic. Sorry. Oh, say, say it however you like. Yeah. Bro, he don't. He don't care. Okay. CP. <laughs> That's your name now. <laughs> the uh, uh, and they're also Weston McKinney getting the start and playing ninety minutes for Juventus for Andrea Pirlo's Juventus. <laughs> you know what? As soon as when the news came out that he was getting interest from Juve, to, we were like, "Oh, don't go there. You're not going to get any playing time. Right. You're just no one's going to respect you. You're American." And all Pirlo's going to be a mess of a coach. You know. <laughs> Uh, the complete opposite. They, uh, he, he was been there what two, three weeks. Yeah, and they're like, all right, you're you're the number one. And also, did you hear Serginho Dest might go to either Barcelona or Bayern, depending on where? I think there's another player where that player signs. He goes to the opposite team because they're both. Yeah. Uh, so, but but there's a chance that Bayern Munich might have a 
full on CONCACAF like uh, wingbacks. How wild is that? <laughs> it's gonna be great, yeah. dude. Just bring on, uh, you know, just a uh, uh, chicharito to Bayern or whatever. Right, we just... gotta get a Guatemalan center back. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> Champions League. So uh, no, it's gonna be. It, it was pretty wild. Uh, just entertaining, and the fact that they they there's a lot to look forward to when it comes to 2022 and and. Hopefully the men's national team make it into the World Cup. Hopefully it should be a breeze because we got some uh, starlets uh, that yeah. we need to, <laughs> that are shining right now. Uh, right. Okay. Make sure to stick around later because we have Sal Zizzo of San Diego Loyal and BSI, the podcast. So right. uh, let's talk right now a little bit about the Premier League oh, yeah. uh, that, is, that is now overtaken <laughs> by the Toffees. The Los Tofeteros. Uh, that's okay. right. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, it's different to hear you talk about Everton with a <laughs> level of pride and excitement in your voice. It is okay. shocking. I usually start talking about it like uh, I'm like I'm about to start a therapy session. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, you want to know what happened this week? Well, where do you want to start? <laughs> well, you know, people don't know this, but before we were a TV show or started filming these episodes, you would have to lay down to talk about Everton. <laughs> I'd be there with a notebook, usually doodling, <laughs> pretending like I'm take, like I'm listening to you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it's that was a it. completely different. I mean, what a difference a world-renowned coach and a couple of signings make. Right? Hey, you know. <laughs> just a little you know, couple changes. You here. just completely remove the midfield and replace it with a competent one. And but also you sudden- take out a guy named Big Dunk and you replace <laughs> it with a, play, with a coach who is coached in the Champions League, right? Um, what a difference. Yes. Look, you know, we t- we talk about the first game that that one zero win against uh, Tottenham, but against West Brom, Everton should beat West Brom, who just came back up from from the Championship. Let's also uh, not forget a ten man West Brom. Yes, uh, but they were also down one nothing and still ended up uh, winning what five to two. Uh, or yeah. Yeah, five to two. Yeah. So the the but uh, a goal from James Rodriguez, uh, uh, first Premier League goal. I, I don't know if you saw after after the game, uh, uh, Everton fans. Uh, you know, the, the, all the players were leaving. Uh, were, were driving away from the stadium, and uh, an Everton fan ran up to him and gave him a bottle of wine. It was just the most uncut. You could tell he didn't want to lower his window. He's like, I don't know what these Liverpudlians are going to be giving yeah. me. <laughs> and he just handed him a bottle of wine and, and sent them off. Um, well, in England, normally, if a play, if a fan is giving a player a bottle through a window, there's a rag <laughs> sticking out of the top yeah. of it. You know what I mean? England, yeah, yeah. It's he's just, like, chill, fam. <laughs> it's not as polite. Uh, also, no. giving him a bottle. I hope it's not English wine. <laughs> what does that taste like? <laughs> it's made with grains. I <laughs> just made it in his toilet. Yeah, you know? it's mush. There's a little bit of sediment at the bottom. <laughs> so, uh, no, but it's it, it's great to see the the uh, play so well. Also, we should talk about Leeds uh, uh, getting their first win. You know, they lost four three. Uh, in the first game against Liverpool, they won four uh, three. In in this match, it's going to be Bielsa, gonna be the scoreline. Bielsa's dedicated to scoring more than the other team, who he's <laughs> allowing to score a lot. That's, yeah, I, that's the Leeds way. I put on Twitter, I was like, "How y'all call Leeds if it's the one thing y'all can't hold?" I mean, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Don. Yeah, there was a, a great uh, tweet from um, Zito, our friend Zito, mm-hmm. the, the writer. Uh, 
he had he posted Bielsa's uh, photo and basically put the quote, uh, "Who told you to defend? Go and score another goal." <laughs> it's, honestly, it, it's probably a direct translation to the halftime speech. It was wild, but it is. I mean, of all things, we could say. What an incredibly fun brand of soccer, dude. Yeah. It is wild. They're it's just weird. like they're like, look, we'll try to defend, but we're mostly here to try to attack. Yeah, it's it's interesting because they they don't really when it comes to what you know, they made some I think Rodrigo was like the big signing, uh whatever, but he was the one who gave up the penalty like in in the first game. Right. Um so they they have like for for a championship side to kind of translate this well in the Premier League is a little bit surprising right for, for well, this i will say there's been other teams that have come up in like the first four or five matches they've been able to play their style and it's been translated directly so i am a little worried to see how how sort of leads is able to sort of hold it for yeah. a long stretch especially sure. now that they're basically going to start playing wednesday sunday wednesday sunday wednesday i mean wednesday yeah. saturday wednesday saturday i mean arsenal which by the way also at the top of the table. I know technically we're third, but on points, whatever. We're good. Um, we're doing great. I mean, the last three wins have been against Liverpool, Fulham, and West Ham. So shouts to Arsenal. Uh, but if you look at if you look at sort of um, who they're playing or who they've come up, I forgot the point I was trying. Oh no, their next schedule. They've got Leicester in the EFL Cup on Wednesday. Then they got Liverpool on Monday. Then they got Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United on Saturday. So it's like. Game now all of a sudden this- Sheffield Wednesday on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh we my got, god, I don't know. Oh my god, we got a team called Sheffield Thursday on Wednesday. This is just confusing. Why are we doing this? Just just players, players showing up on the wrong day. Like, oh, I thought <laughs> wearing the wrong uniform. How did you put on I Sheffield, we were playing Sheffield Tuesday uh-huh. on Friday? Y'all my got bad. too many towns, dude. <laughs> okay, you should be you shouldn't be naming your towns after days. Okay, yeah. it's a little different. So your team name is Lester September twenty eighth. <laughs> You're serious. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. And we're playing uh, you on the 26th. All right. All right. I guess I'll be there. I don't I, know what to do. I'm, my head hurts, but I'll be there. Yo, right. just make sure the ref sends me the, the Cal appointment, right? Yeah. I don't know. Go, should be. we share a Google calendar? Should we? Is there an Evernote? Maybe I should be part of a Slack. <laughs> That's insane, man. Uh, but no, uh, I, I, look, I think the biggest... Um, uh, kind of surprises. Obviously, Spurs was unreal. Sun with four goals. Harry Kane with four assists. Uh, just I had super- I had Sun on my fantasy league uh, fantasy team, and it still hasn't helped me get past twentieth position. <laughs> no. And uh, Christian, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we got masks made. Did you know that? I do know that. Look oh, at look at yours. I just I'm want to point this out mine. because they're, this. they're flying off the shelves. There are no shelves. Uh, they're <laughs> flying off those virtual oh. shelves. Uh, and, and the coolest thing is that this goes to charity. This goes right. to South Bronx United, which if you don't know, it's a soccer academy slash community almost center. They do everything from handing out masks in the community to helping, uh, you know, uh, immigrant, uh, you know, sort of legal help. Uh, they, they teach classes like they they teach a journalism class for the, uh, the youth that play soccer with them. And they invited us uh, to be a part of it, which was pretty cool. And yeah. the children were supposed to ask us questions. And the children were like, why? One of the questions was like, why did they invite you? You're not journalists. And I'm like, that's a great question. You're already really good at this job. (laughs) Get to the truth, all right? Truth to power. Wow, investigative journalist over here. Put a lot of pressure. Uh, Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's really cool. 
Yeah, so pick you can pick a, a up a hat. They they were made at Upper Ninety, the the, a hat, the soccer a store. mask. Uh, the mask, you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> uh, pick pick one up. Go to soccercooligans.com, uh, and you can get the link uh, uh, for it. It's right there on the menu. Uh, so please support. Uh, all the proceeds will go to South Bronx United, uh, and you'll be helping a, a very great cause. So pick up a mask and stay safe and stay gully. The other thing I wanted to uh, let people know about was also uh, we got uh, we don't have a, we're not doing the unboxing per se but you know it's a, a definitely a reveal we got a gift all right another illustrious this? gift from the locals right obviously san diego loyal supporters right South that's Zizzo's a good Scott. card stock you yeah know this I mean? is definitely shake that a little bit look at that yeah. that's paper right <laughs> it sounds like you have an aluminum sign that's a- <laughs> they sent the scarf they sent the shirt i'm wearing right here yeah. So shouts to the locals. So shouts to San Diego star. loyal supporters. Uh, so they, I got a note here uh, and printed. It's great. It says, uh, uh, Cooligans, greetings from sunny San Diego, California. Uh, not Thanks quite for rubbing way- it in. <laughs> not quite the way we wanted to spend 2020, but you two have made it fun and cool to follow American soccer as we all have to deal with the pandemic. Thank you for your hard work. Find a few gifts from the local supporter uh, group. Uh, in clothes, we won't say you'll look as sexy as our gaffer drinking from a water fountain wearing these, but it won't hurt. Next time you're in town, beers on us. Welcome to the locals. Thank you. That's right. Shouts to you guys. Which we had uh, their coach. We had uh, Landon Donovan on. Correct. Correct. And obviously, uh, yeah, drinking from the drinking from the water fountain photo is difficult uh, to top, but one day we will recreate we'll it. We'll get so. there. so uh so yeah so look obviously we got a gift from the from the locals we have a a loyal player uh today sal zizzo uh of san diego loyal of bsi the podcast will be joining us right after this so come right back because you'll be crazy to miss the awesome conversation so see you in a bit hey everybody thanks so much for listening to the podcast which i want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors us and technically you (laughs) (laughs) the cooligans uh have now gotten into the mask game okay we are big mask that's the business we're in baby (laughs) (laughs) look if you want to get obviously everybody you need a mask wear a damn mask uh if you want to get over this dumb pandemic that is ruining all our lives uh but so we 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 decided you know what let's make one and i think it'll be kind of cool uh if it has the cooligans logo on it it also says stay safe and stay gully right on it you'll be the freshest gulliest mask wearer in uh in the world Uh, everybody everybody at that wegmans or wherever you go (laughs) in as they're dragging some maskless karen out and you walk past them wearing this we'll be like whoa (laughs) yeah you're just like you with your with your cool against mask you're just gonna be like couldn't be me nah fam i'm staying gully and safe and here's the best part 100% 100% of the proceeds is going to go to charity. We are, we are, uh, I guess, doing a collaboration with South Bronx United. Uh, they help the community in the South Bronx. They have a soccer academy. They do educational classes. They had a journalism class that uh, Christian and I spoke at, and they were like, who are these two? They're not journalists. We know more than them. And I'm like, yep. oh, the dar- these kids say <laughs> the darndest things. Uh, and also, they help out the community where they hand out masks. Uh, they, they do a lot of legal help for uh, a community that could use all of those things. And we absolutely love all those things. 
we grew up in similar communities so we wanted to give back so 100 of the proceeds of this mask goes to that and in fact upper 90 who is teamed up with us and is making the mask actually gave us an even better deal so we could give even more to charity so exactly. this would mean a lot to us if you would purchase this even if you didn't need an extra mask it's worth having one especially one that's as gully as this exactly so you know if you don't need one give it to you give it to your child okay right. they, they could use a nice gully mask while they're put one on your learning. puppy <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so pick one up you can you can get them at soccercooligans.com they are from upper 90 they're a high quality mask they they they, you can wear them for a long time. They're really comfortable. Uh, highly recommend it. Even if you, again, even if you don't need one, all the proceeds do go to charity. Uh, so it, you'll you'll be supporting a very good cause in South Bronx United. Uh, so again, go. You can see the the description. The link will be in the the, the description of this podcast episode, uh, or you can just go right to soccercooligans.com and the link will be there as well. So pick up a mask today. All right, baby, and we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and our guest is finally here. Uh, this guy, we've look, we've talked to every one of his coworkers. We've talked to his coach. Okay. We've pretty much, the only thing missing are his neighbors. All right. At this point, we can verify a lot about this dude, uh, but we're so happy to finally have him on the show. If you have an MLS jersey in your closet, odds are he has one too that he didn't buy because he probably played for that club. All right. But now he plays for the San Diego loyal ladies and gentlemen, let's try and put your hands together for the one, the only Sal Zizzo. Sal, what's up, man? What's up guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah. Like uh, Alexis was mentioning, we, uh, obviously you are a, a, a man with a distinguished career. You played uh-huh. uh, a, a lot of soccer overseas in the States and a lot of, uh, in a lot of different States. Uh, <laughs> but when, when it comes to like right now, you are currently, uh, an, a professional athlete and a podcaster. Yes. And th- so this has been a new introduction. So now you're playing our game. What's up yeah. with that? <laughs> okay. So this is, you know, now we're between our lines. Okay. Uh-huh. So now we run things out here. <laughs> a lot of two footing going on out here, fam. <laughs> you know, we obviously we've spoken to Benny, we've spoken to Ike, uh, and, and you are the person on the BSI podcast that probably gets maybe roasted the most, maybe, I think. Yeah, uh, they like to me- they like to mess with me. Yeah. It's just because so, they like me so much, you know. All right. I, feel, I, I hope you're right. <laughs> what what has been you had you had an interesting path right because you were you were done you were retired you were like all right let, let's do <clears throat> ma- let's do this podcasting thing and then you're like you know what i'm not done i'm gonna go right back into this and you were playing for the san diego loyal for head coach landon donovan what is uh now that you are doing that is there any i, I don't know if is it, is it challenging you know you're a soccer player juggling all these things at once or uh uh you know what what and what, what drove you to to come back and play well, first of all, it was I, something always drove me to San Diego, right? I'm from here. I love it here. Um, I always wanted to move back here. But as you guys know, California is a very expensive place to live. So, you know, post playing career when I was trying to figure out, you know, what was I going to do with my life? Um, my wife has family in Las Vegas. So I was I was out there, uh, you know, getting into real estate or just trying to figure out my life. I had some time on my hands. So that's when I kind of hit up Benny like hey let's let's start a podcast you know and then obviously I jumped in a, a few episodes later but um I would say like literally like a month or two into me like already buying a house moving there Landon messaged me like hey uh, I want to talk to you about like something and I was like yeah no problem sent him my number then probably a week after that um 
he called me and basically just, you know, told me the plans of that they were bringing a, a USL team to San Diego. And um, yeah, growing up, like I always wanted, you know, a professional team in San Diego. And I always talked about how great it would be if they ever did. I would, you know, come home in a second. I was like, I'm like the number one homer when it comes to San Diego, seriously. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, when he when he told me that they were doing it and he'd like me to be a part of it, it was like, for me, it was like a no brainer, seriously. So, um, you know, he had mentioned before, like, is it going to, you know, it might be 2020 or it might be 2021. And I was like, either way, like, I'm in. I, if, I, I, if I have to take two years off, I will. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll come back. If I'm 55 years old, yeah, I'll yeah, be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. So if it's 2024, I'm coming back. Um, so, yeah, literally just, just really focused on from then on, just trying to keep my body fit. Obviously, not like going hundred miles per hour. But, um, then as I started ramping up, like in, uh, November of what was it? No- November of 19, um, you know, to get ready for, for the preseason in January. And, um, yeah, it was a great first game. It was really cool to at least get one game, um, in front <laughs> of fans. friends and family before, <laughs> before COVID hit. But, uh, that one game was, was pretty special to have like, yeah, tons of friends and family packed house at our stadium. And, um, since then it's been, you know, a bit of a grind, but, um, you know, we've yeah, won a lot, a lot of Zoom, though. A lot of people lot, on Zoom. A lot of Zoom. A lot of Zoom. When you look at San Diego, because this was the most – I've been to San Diego twice. I performed at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Okay. Um, yeah, same here, and, yeah. Yeah, it nice. was, it's, a great, it's a great place for, for stand-up. It's, it's far enough from L.A. that you get a, a slightly different type of comic that comes down sometimes. So it gets a little bit of variety, and it's a different crowd. The one thing that's so frustrating about – San Diego. And in talking to you, I see it. And talking to Landon, I see it. Y'all are too relaxed. Okay. Like I said, I was on stage. I said, this place is like recess. If recess became a city, that's San Diego. <laughs> no one's working. It seems like everyone's off on a Tuesday riding bikes, yeah. those beach what cruisers. Is, how? How is the economy? economy? Yeah. What is the economy? What do you do with San Diego? booming down here. I don't know what, what's driving it, but it's booming. I will say you guys are obviously from New York. And so when, when I went there, I remember being in Jersey and be like, man, these people are pretty straight up. Like there's no beating around the bush. They're just straight to the point. Right to you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I think. I don't like yeah, it. Move exactly. out of my way. Let me order my sandwich. Yeah. Pretty it's much, such a, yeah. it's such a different place, but what do you think when, when I see, sometimes I see like professional athletes and where they're from, like I'm from this town and where, Oh, it's aggressive. And it's this and that. San Diego is such a chill place. What made you decide that you wanted to be a professional soccer player and not play hacky sack on the beach your whole life like everyone else seems to be doing? <laughs> well, that's the economy. Yeah, there, I think right? that's all it is. I think that was the mayor I saw doing that. <laughs> no, so basically, I mean, yeah, I just I always kind of had that drive since I was young. Uh, you know, my family being Italian, um, you know, we're not necessarily like the typical San Diegan. Um, you know, I have very aggressive uncles and <laughs> always talking about how much they the u.s sucks at the national team and italy's yes. the best and this and that and i was like that little 12 year old like no go usa you know <laughs> so so yeah like come 2002 like that world cup was like huge like watching all, you know landon and beasley and all these young guys kind of really um you know go to the quarterfinals that year in korea and um that just kind of like sparked my you know really really to push it you know, and really kind of um, go for it. And and then that, you know, year after year, year after year, you keep kind of progressing to the next level and you keep excelling at the next level. And then eventually, um, you know, you kind of just hit like this wave where you're just, you know, you're the next thing. And then suddenly you hit a wall and, you know, the whole kind of path 
that goes kind of right. crazy. But um, no, being from San Diego, I, I am a relaxed person. People will tell you that I'm pretty chill. So, um, but soccer's kind of brought. I mean, you you can't be like that, right? In professional yeah. soccer, <laughs> you have to you have to really. Uh, um, you know, be aggressive and, and not take especially, uh, especially shit as a from defender, anyone, I guess. As a defender, <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't yeah. be bringing yeah. that. Yeah, well, no, so know. I, yeah, I was a winger, like, really most of my life until yeah, I yeah. moved to defender, but, um, yeah, and, and to be honest, I think, I think part of that mentality actually kind of hurt me when I, when I first turned pro, like, in Germany, I was too, I was too nice, I was too, like, relaxed and just kind of <laughs> let people kind of just do what they wanted and talk to me a certain way. And I'd be like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. We're like, someone's like, guys, I'm taking your spot yeah, on the team. Exactly. You're like, whatever you want, dude. Yeah, you want. <laughs> yeah man, there's Just 11 chill spots. Out, man. I'll find another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you look at a guy like Tyler Adams or like some of these young guys, like they're not taking that from, from anyone at this nah. age, you know, which is, which is really cool to see. And, and now I'm not like that, but you know, I would say at a young age, it, it took a while for me to kind of, you know, develop that side of my personality. Yeah, yeah. Imagine some dude in in USL talking down to you. You crazy? No, yeah. About to get mushed. And, and they love to talk at this level. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they love to talk. So yeah, we're talking about your career a little bit, and uh, you had played at, at Hanover in Bundesliga, and mm -hmm. uh, this club is dear to us because we got to spend a lot of time with uh, Steve Trundolo. Obviously, played at Hanover his whole uh, career. USMNT legend great dude german uh, legend at this point yes yeah. right yeah. and and but you got to play uh with him right so you got to be be there while he was at the club and and we uh we were talking a little bit off air about this about just how important he is to this club and it's like it's weird to think of i think because maybe at the time you know when he got there you know maybe social media wasn't as prevalent you just yeah. didn't really understand that exactly how how significant of a figure he was now nah, he was to... killing it on myspace yeah i didn't see that <laughs> his Yo, top eight were all germans that's you know? true, that's true. <laughs> he knew what he was doing okay <laughs> but you, what your time at, at hanover and playing with steve Sarandola, what was that experience like in 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 joining another uh you know uh, kind of national team player yeah i mean they they call him the the mayor of hanover like he's arguably maybe the most recognizable hanover player not like u.s player or whatever just like in the actual city of hanover he's the most recognizable player so um it was huge i mean when i got there i, I was 20 he was 28 um he had already been with the club i don't know seven eight years um and yeah he was also from san diego and i think that honestly had a part with me even even signing there you know having that comfort that uh you know there was someone that could kind of show me the ropes help me out someone who's had a lot of success in the bundesliga and played in world cups already at the time and um yeah he he's a he's a legend and he really did help me out uh, a ton when i was there yeah, yeah i mean yeah. It, what's it like having someone <laughs> That you could speak to on a daily basis because you've already said Landon just messaged you, yo, can we talk? That's never yeah. happened to us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while Christian messages me. I'm like, oh look, I know this guy. Uh but what's that like having having these folks throughout your career that you've been able to sort of not just look up to, but look up to and then be able to pull some of this some some guidance from? Yeah, it's it's everything. I mean, these guys have you know reached the pinnacle that most US soccer players have not reached. And so you know, getting little, little hints at how they're professional or how they act, um, is just a huge help on, you know, 
to help you grow, you know, as yeah. a player and, uh, you know, taking little, even just listening to them, not even a- asking them questions, but just hearing how they interact with certain guys and, um, you know, how serious they take training and, um, you know, just, just a ton of little things that you pick up on. And that's that at a young age, I think it, it really kind of propels you. And then, you know, then you're able to kind of pass that on to s- some other younger players, which is kind of what I feel like, uh, you know, I'm doing a bit now with with uh, a lot of our San Diego loyal uh, young players. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. for for comedians, it's a little different. But every once in a while, we'll get advice from bigger comics. So like, oh, Dave Chappelle said this to me or Roy Wood Jr. said this to me. And if I say that in a green room to younger comics, everyone's like, <gasps> you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. look at this. it's almost like I said it. You know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. Yeah, no, it's it's totally true. I mean, that's. You know, and, and even t- today, like you just see the respect that like the players on our team have for a guy like Landon. You know, when he talks, it's like everyone's like, "Okay, what what is he going to say?" Like, l- right. let me uh, take what he says with uh, you know, and really try to apply it. So, but as um, a, as a guy who you know played against him, are you like, yeah, whatever? But you know, I did stop you when you were at the <laughs> Galaxy a couple times. I don't know yeah. what. <laughs> no, he I wasn't mean, that good, guys. <laughs> 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 to be honest, like Landon's always been a guy where you're kind of like, wow, you know, what a career, what what a legend. I mean, it's what the Landon Donovan MVP trophy for the MLS. So, yeah. um, no, he was always kind of a, a figure that, um, you know, you were pretty much in awe of um, at the start. Now, you know, obviously you, you get to know him on, on a personal level and as a coach. So um, it's a little bit different. But like I remember when I got called into my first national team camp, uh, you know, and seeing some of these guys like. Like I said, that I watched in 2002 in that World Cup at my house, waking up at, I don't know, six in the morning for those games uh, back then. And then walking into camp and then, you know, flying on the same plane back with Beasley or or saying hi to all these guys or making my debut. Like it was it was a surreal moment and, and something like I'll always remember for sure. Yeah. And let's talk yeah. a little bit about like surreal moments. You went from Hanover 96, you got loaned out to uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf, which we went to. So awesome. They have a hotel built into the stadium. It's kind of dope. Um, and then you went and you decided to come home and you're now at Chivas USA. At what point did you realize you wanted to go back to Germany? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was So I had come to Chivas uh, in a weighted lottery, right? So, uh, so that was – I don't know if they even still do that nowadays. But, they shortened it from um, weighted against you? <laughs> yeah, it, it was like – so it's a bit – so like now it's like if a guy comes back, there's an allocation process and, right. and whatnot. But I hadn't played, you know – one I played I think up until that one one game which is my only game with the with the U.S. national team so I'm not a considered a national teamer so I went into a weighted lottery um, which literally gave you know everybody some type of percentage chance to to get me um, obviously being you know at home recovering from my knee injury in San Diego I was like oh, okay like let's see where I go you know it was kind of a cool moment and then uh, being that it was Chivas USA. Um, I we're like redo it at first. Yeah, at first, at first, I was like pumped. I'm like, you know, close to home, like right, close to home. Uh, um, at, at that time, they had had a bit of success up until that point. You know, they had Bob Bradley was a precky. Sasha Clutchin was kind of yeah. Still there, Sasha right? was. Yeah. I think he had just left. But okay. Sasha was there. You know, Bornstein was there, who I played with in college. Um, you know, they they had a good group of guys, and then obviously I went there, and it it didn't that year didn't end well you know I was still recovering from my knee injury I think I played in 10 of those games when I came back in July so the second half of the season um but yeah it was just that that season was a struggle and yeah like you said like the club was different and it wasn't you know the top club in 
in the MLS the way things are run there, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was hard. And then and then that next year, Robin Frazier became the coach, and um, I didn't have a you know a great preseason. And then he traded me to Portland. And to be honest, yeah, that was a blessing because I, I feel like I loved Portland. Uh, the fans really liked me. I just kind of uh, embraced the the culture there, and and really that was. I would say that was maybe the time where I really started playing significant minutes, you know, as a professional. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we had a question from uh, because your your time in Portland. We had a question from one of our fans, a, a Gully Squad member, Eric Keating. Uh, he had asked outside of your amazing food cart, of course, because obviously this was FC. So this was a, you. You had a food cart <laughs> in Portland, correct? Yeah. So yeah, the the food. I'm sure you guys have been there, but the food cart scene there yeah. in Portland is is pretty. Uh, pretty famous so yeah um yeah it was a place i would go grab lunch maybe or or whatever i saw it eric Eric did ask will you ever get back into the food cart scene (laughs) ah who knows but i i will say i i thought about it being uh back here in san diego because you know i have family restaurants in little italy and whatnot and so um i was kind of talking to them throwing around the idea of Oh, maybe I'll bring a, a card out to the you know the parking lot maybe before before a loyal game Zizzles, or something like that. But. Zizzles marijuana food truck. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Zizzles. Yeah. It's California, right? Adult meatballs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Trust me, you're gonna want another one. You know what I mean? I've already written it for you, buddy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. So good. I mean, yeah, uh, we'll talk to the upper management about that one. But all right, uh, get get landed on board. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you about the BSI podcast. Because when you get in this podcast game, I'm sure you're like, oh, why is this so much more difficult than playing soccer? Uh, (laughs) This is clearly uh, a different person's game and I should probably get out of it. Uh, But you guys are (laughs) you guys are very good at what you do. Talk about some of the sort of additional stress this has brought on your life. Although you guys have editors and stuff. Very fancy. Uh, We don't. (laughs) And, And a question from Kyle Knight, our gully squad, which is. As, as uh, Christian mentioned, that's our supporters group. Okay, Gully Squad. Shouts to Gully Squad. If you want to ask a question, join Gully Squad. Uh, but Kyle Knight says, what's been your favorite interview of BSI? So tell me a little bit about what it's like now being a part of this podcast. How is it corralling Benny and Ike? <laughs> and yeah. uh, who's been your favorite interview so far? So my, I'll start with that. My favorite interview so far was, I mean, probably just the Will Ferrell one. Because, oh, yeah. because of who he is, uh, yeah. I, you know, we were probably... I was the most excited, the most nervous, the most, you know, everything for that one. Um, we've had really cool ones, ones that um, all of them have kind of been good for their own reasons. You know, Alan Gordon's, you know, I thought was very funny. Uh, I, li- I listened to that one. Yeah, yes. so th- there was there was a ton of really good ones. And then just talking to, to some friends, you know, um, Mike Gorella, you know, Sasha, a lot of these guys that, um, you know, I'm close with. It was it was a pretty easy conversation to have with them. But yeah, Will Ferrell, I would say, um, was the was the most fun. Um, for our fans, we're still efforting. We're still trying yeah. to get Will on our show. He no, so no. far has not returned any of our communications. <laughs> but no, nice flex. Go ahead. What was the rest of your answer? We're going to cut yeah, this who all out. You guys right, guys? So who you guys have? <laughs> you, uh, you right now, because you brought up Will Ferrell. <laughs> no, I would yeah. say the hardest thing is is is. Uh, that finding just the time, obviously, like I got three girls, um, you know, coordinating with Benny and Ike to find a time along with the guest. Um, you know, you kind of figure out a schedule, like let's do it every Monday night at a certain time, which is help. But, um, just, that's been the hardest, you know, it is just the, the time aspect. Right. I mean, 
and then and then at the start you kind of you feel like you're you're doing it and then you figure like okay this is great entertainment but we're, we're nothing's really happening you know we're just uh you know interviewing people and taking up a lot of our time and then obviously the the more you stick it out the more it grows the more people listen then obviously the advertisements come and mm-hmm. um you know and, and you guys are you know uh have experienced that throughout your kind of run here yeah. so um yeah I, I would just say that the hardest part is just staying course right it's the ones that stick with it and just you just got to keep going and keep going and then those are the ones that i think are gonna be well, around in the end a couple uh, a couple months ago i had a phone call uh, i had a phone conversation with benny i had a okay. conversation with benny philhalber which was already surreal that i'm speaking <laughs> to benny philhalber on the phone and he's asking me like hey man how do you like i wanted podcast advice and i'm yeah, like yeah. where is my where has my life gone <laughs> Cause, I am cause <laughs> you think about it right i mean we're, we we i'm sure we were at a moment that you guys had already probably been through and so yeah. For us, it was kind of like, you know, to learn from maybe somebody else's mistakes or w- what do you wish, you know, you guys would have done differently. And so, uh, you know, we had talked about actually, yeah, reaching out to you guys and seeing kind of the path you guys took and what you would change maybe. And um, so, and, and it was to be smart fair, of I you think to that talk to Christian us. because if you would have yeah. talked to me, I would have given you all bad advice. <laughs> You'd have been like, so that just you stop, fail. stop tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, you guys should start like, just yell terrible slurs at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> it all ruins your show. Yeah, yeah. Sure, try to get Del Loy Hanson on your <laughs> yeah. show. And really... Get him a little drunk and let's just see what he says. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure you agree and support him because that's what he, you do as a podcast host. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask about um, was you had played in 2015 uh, you, I, for a couple of years. You were at New York Red Bulls, and that's when I first were, was uh, you know got really started focusing on MLS because I even though he NY- trained with NYCFC. Okay, <laughs> never did, never did train though, never did no? train. No, I literally didn't. the trade. So I went from the expansion draft, and then literally within like I don't know. A few out like that night, I got traded. Oh, okay. Oh. So I was traded. actually on a cruise when I found out, and I was like telling my wife, "Like, what do you think in New York City?" Like, all <laughs> pumped up, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then my agent just messaged me like, uh, "No, nah, you were just traded." Nah, he didn't tell me where though, and so I was uh, like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> let me go sorry. log on to this like two dollar, two dollar minute internet to find out where i'm you know off to next and when he said new york red bulls i was like okay i can take it it's still new york basically Um, so when you were at when you were there and uh, you were uh if i remember correctly you you were part of the seven nil right i was okay played in that game right back Yes, and we uh, we made jokes. We've spoken to Dax. We've spoken to Derek Etienne. We spoke, so we're like piecing it all together, all the different perspectives. Uh, your time. What were what were those Hudson River derbies like for you? Because obviously, as, as fans, obviously it hurt us to witness a game like that. You but... hurt us, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here. Uh, you know, uh, frame it in the in the uh, as an apology in, in your. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like those games were were always like super cool i think that year like we had you know we had come off a good first year where we had uh beaten new york city i think the first two times we played them or um and those were like really exciting games and then we started off that year like struggling 
And, uh, you know, we had a few crisis meetings, which, you know, everybody has those meetings at some point in their career. Who, who um, leads those? Who leads those? Is it Robles leading those crisis no, meetings? It's, it's usually it's the coaches or, or, or whatnot. <laughs> but, um, no, we had, we, so, so we had those, but then if those don't work, then it gets to the coaches. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Usually it's like, okay, players only first. And then once that doesn't work, then it's like, then the GM start coming down and start having talks with you. So, um, yeah, I think it had got to the GM point. So even yeah, because like, you weren't uh, with them during the town hall year. I was. I oh. was. So right when town hall happened uh, was my first year there. So so that next year, though, you know, coming off such a good year, we won Supporter Shield that year. Before went to the conference finals, and um, yeah, and then we started off the year, you know, pretty poorly. I think I don't know one and six or something, something not great. And so Ali Curtis was the GM at the time. And he, you know, sat us down and had a pretty stern talking to, and I think it was only like a few, maybe two or three games after that, uh, was that seven, nothing game. So it was, it was a much needed, like, uh, fixes everything. Kind of, huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, and, and, and to do that against you a, rebound. <laughs> yeah. And to do that against a rival, like, you know, in a game that, you know, it meant so much more than just the seven nothing against any old team. It was kind of like, well, we're better than you, and we're better than you seven nothing. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and the players they had on their team, you know, uh, you know, Pirlo and Lampard and um, Via. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just a. It was definitely my most memorable memorable game of my career. I would say, like, from a you know a perspective of what it meant. No, okay. Yeah, it was the yeah. most memorable game of my career. As well. <laughs> Hurt me very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, still paying a therapist about it. <laughs> we a quick question. Uh, maybe we'll see how quick we can get through this. Nick Lageman, uh, a, a Rebel fan, he had asked, "Tell us your strangest Gonzalo Verón story." Gonzalo Verón, <laughs> obviously designated player for New York Rebels, didn't have a great time. Very designated player, st- I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's I mean a Gonzalo music. story? I'm trying to think. He, he dude, he was a very very quiet guy. Um, I will say, I remember my wife telling me a story that um, after a, after a game, you know, she's not accustomed to this, but I don't know if it's in South America, they do this often, but basically, like the wife was pouring coke or like pepsi inside like a a baby bottle and like giving it to the kids and i just remember thinking like whoa that's you know not the healthiest thing to give a a one-year-old but in south america i think it's a little coke's a little bit more like you know whatever so yeah yeah it's it's baby's milk yeah there's like an 11 year old argentinian smoking a cigarette drinking a coke and he's like oh you have a problem with the coke he's got an espresso next to him (laughs) or as mate i guess you'd say mate right Okay. No, so that, but I mean, Gonzalo, he was, a, he was a pretty quiet dude. And honestly, for, for probably as much stress as he was going under just from all the pressure that was on him. Cause he was a, you know, a DP and everything. I think he handled it pretty well. I mean, it, it's probably not easy coming to a, a different, um, country and, and having so much expectations on you. And, but he did score some pretty big goals. Like he scored a goal in that seven, nothing game and, and helped us in that open cup run to the, to the finals that one year. So, um, yeah, I can see in the eyes of, of a lot of Red Bulls how maybe, you know, he was a, a bit of a letdown. But um, in the locker room, uh, he was a he was a good dude for sure. 
All right. Okay. All right. Thank you again uh, to everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Sal Zizzo, for joining us. Thank you to the, the locals out in San Diego uh, yeah. for sending us all this uh, dope gear. I can't uh, wait till so- Christian gives me the gear that you sent for me. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, you have it, Alexis. You oh, okay. It. Anyway. I got to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go find it. Uh, okay, everybody. So, uh, yeah, thank you again. Uh, Sal, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Uh, no, thanks for having me. Yeah, check out BSI, the podcast. Um you know, we're taking the month of September off, but we'll be back at it in October. So check it out. Okay, yeah, great, great shows. Yeah, the, you you guys just did uh, the Eric Winalda episode, which was... Yeah, we uh, ended was... on that one for, for a few weeks now, and uh, we'll pick it back up. Okay, nice. uh, yeah, so check out uh, check out the BSI podcast. Check out Sal playing for the San Diego Loyal as well. Yeah, Whenever, absolutely. hopefully, uh, we can ESPN get fans. Plus, ESPN Plus, most games. There so you go. Check, it right. out. check it out. All right, so make sure you follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Follow us on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash Soccer Cooligans. We do a bunch of fun stuff there. And follow at Fubo Sports and also subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. All right, Sal. Let us wrap the show the way we normally do. So let Let's us do, do this. Please join in with us. So for Sal Zizzo, my name is Christian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Carreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cool Again! again.